You're listening to the Rediscovering Biblical Manhood podcast. We're growing men who fear the Lord, but do not fear their identity in Christ. The enemy is hard at work in our fallen world. So come on, join us in fighting for the restoration of men's hearts through the church, the word, and our risen Savior, Jesus. Well, hello to you, Jay. Hello to all of our listeners. We're back again for another episode of the Rediscovering Biblical Manhood podcast. I'm your co-host, Chika Eloy. And Jay, as we jump in, we have yet another fruit that we are peeling back, but no pun intended. What's the fruit we're talking about today? Yeah, we're talking about kindness today. And I'm I'm super excited to talk about kindness because there seems to be a lack of it going around. (laughs) And I can't wait to define kindness with you, Jay because the definition of kindness is sometimes a little bit uh, different when we talk it from a Christian filter versus a worldly filter. So maybe we start there. When you say kindness, because there's lack of it in the world today, what does that mean? I think we can get real pithy with this, which, which is dangerous when people just go, oh, just be kind and everything will be okay, right? Like we don't need religion. We don't need God. We don't need this or that. We just need to be kind. That's tough because what does that really mean? One of the biblical definitions of kindness is it's its character trait. Like this is about your character. Kindness is displayed in showing mercy. It's displayed in showing humble servitude. It's not about just saying, oh, hi, how are you? I hope everything goes good for you today. It's like an action. Not It's a verb, right? Kindness is a verb biblically. And so I think as, as we consider, well, what does kindness mean? It's not about just waving at somebody. Of course, it's kind to do that and friendly. You know, and as we look at the person of Jesus, we always want to bring the fruit back to the person of Jesus. His kindness just spills off of him. His ability to slow down and be with people in the moment, it's so kind. Jesus demonstrates kindness in his incredible mercy when he stops to heal people, when he engages lovingly, when he does the things he does. That is that is the outpouring of biblical kindness you're seeing. What I took from what you just said is kindness is that melding of mercy and generosity and dignity, our own dignity and and for that of others. And when we look at the definition of kindness, which I do because you know I love to look at these things, Jay, the, the etymology comes from the root as kin, K-I-N. So kindness or kind comes from kin. And if we think of kin, it's because we belong to one another. That phrase we shall love our neighbor as ourself. We shall love our na- neighbor as ourself. We struggle with that. There's a lot of really good studies on this now. We don't even know our neighbors anymore. You know that old saying, it takes a village to raise a child. You know, being friendly, waving at my neighbor from my front porch. Hi, oh, I know their name. Kindness is more, I actually know their story. I know their struggles they're going through. And I offer mercy inside of that. You know, I know what's happening in their life and I can intercede. That's kindness. And, you know, so you think about that neighbor, like how many of us, now Chica, you're actually quite good at this. You, you really engage a lot of your neighbors. I can confess that I, I know my neighbors, but I'm not that engaged with them in my cul-de-sac. You know, you're pretty engaged when I come over to your house and you're always telling me that's, that's what's going on with this person. That's what's going on with that person. And that's a demonstration of your natural biblical kindness because you care and then you follow up with people. A big part of kindness is this follow-up aspect of, I know this thing's happening in your life. I'm going to bring over some food to offer mercy to you as you need pay, and I'm going to follow up with you. How did it go? I'm going to pray with you. I, I think when I think about kindness, there's a lot of biblical stories we could go to. I want to pick one that 
might not seem like kindness right off the bat, Chica, but if you think about the woman who is quote unquote caught in adultery, the most interesting thing to me about this story is where's the man? They bring the woman in front of Jesus and they're going to like stone her and they're trying to trap Jesus, right? So the lawyers and the scholars, they've brought this woman to Jesus that they've caught, quote unquote, in the act of adultery, and they've thrown her down before him. And and they've said, tell us, teacher, what should we do? Because they're trying to trap him. Because, because you know, there is a there is a law in the Old Testament that says she could be stoned to death. Now, Old Testament, you know, I'm not, again, I'm not a scholar. She can, I don't claim to be scholars, but it's helpful to understand that much like our laws, their judges could apply their laws, right? So it's not like every woman who was caught in adultery got stoned to death, but she could be, right? That's the maximum penalty. Um, and so they're trying to get Jesus to go along with it. Yeah, stone her to death. And then they could, they could trap him in some other stuff. And he doesn't do that, right? He doesn't even pay attention to them. He's like drawing in the sand with his like Jesus is so like, what is he doing? He's like drawing in the sand with his finger. They're saying all this stuff to him. And finally he looks up and, you know, he, that great saying, he says, let he who is out without sin cast mm. the first stone. And, you know, they, of course, right, recognize he's, he's double bound them. And so they, they drop their stones. They walk away. His response to her though, is, is so incredibly kind. So merciful. He says, woman, where's your accusers? And she's like, they they left. And he's like, I don't accuse you either. Go forth and don't sin anymore. You're forgiven. Now let's switch your life up, right? He's so kind to her in that moment. Like he doesn't chastise her. He could do all those things, but he's done what he needed to do and impress upon her life, which it has a transformative impact on her life. That is a really interesting and good example to me of biblical kindness. I think you really nailed it there, Jay, by saying kindness rescues you know, kindness is the lifesaver in our behavior towards others. And when you were walking us through that story, Jay, the, the story that popped into my head was the um, maybe less known hero when it comes to kindness and rescue from Jesus. It's the, the story about Bartimaeus. He was that blind man that was sitting there. And I believe that this was in, um, in Mark. Uh, he's the blind man that was sitting there that, that reached up when he heard that Jesus was coming saying, son of David, have mercy on me. And instead of doing the nice thing, which Jesus could have done, you know, probably surrounded by hundreds of people yelling at him, um, he could have just waved and passed on. And he stopped and he said, call him over here. Then Jesus turned to him and said, you know, what do you want? And the blind man said, Rabbi, Rabbi, I just want to see. And then Jesus said that his faith had healed him. So again, just this idea of Jesus stopping. And for our listeners, Jay and I live locally together and we had lunch yesterday. And Jay, something that you said at lunch yesterday has really resonated with me. And I've been thinking about it for the last 24 hours. And that's that idea of being present. You know, so we, I'm in a 18 month discipleship group, as you know, and we're studying the works of Dallas Willard. And every month they're giving us these spiritual disciplines. And last month we did journaling. Some of them have been quite challenging for me. Well, this month the discipline is, <laughs> I love this one, don't have the last word. And and what's interesting about that discipline is the idea is be fully engaged with the person who's speaking to you. Don't be thinking about solving their issue or responding to them or correcting them. Just listen to them. And then when they're done speaking, be okay with them being done speaking. No need to have the last word, no need to interject, no need to add to. And so so you know that won't be true in every single conversation I have in the month. But this idea of look for opportunities to just not speak and not respond and just mercifully be present because it's so kind, right? And, and it is kind. Like if you think about it and the person says, man, that was so kind. 
he just listened to me and I was able to say what I needed to say. And, and so that's a, that's a, going to be an interesting practice for me. Chica knows me. Like I'm not <laughs> silence is not a skill I have fully mastered in my life. I'm working on it. Oh, Lord knows I'm working on it. Kindness from Jesus on that. But yeah, that, that is going to be an interesting discipline to practice this month. I've been thinking that a lot of kindness has to do with things that we say. When you think to Ephesians 4J, I want to read you something and get your reaction. <clears throat> it's the memory verse that we and many of the listeners probably know, which is Ephesians 4.29. Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouth, but only what is helpful or the edification of building up others according to their needs. And as you scroll down that just a couple of verses later, it says, get rid of all bitterness, rage, anger, brawling and slander, along with every form of malice, right? So they're all the, the yucks, specific to both words and behavior. But then he finishes, Paul does, with this, be kind and compassionate, be kind and compassionate to one another. Again, love one another. So he's one anothering each other, forgiving each other just as Christ God forgave you. Yeah, I mean, I think this example of mercy and humble servitude, if you just think about, well, if kindness means mercy and humble servitude, and I look around today for opportunities to be merciful and to be a humble servant to others, you're going to be acting in a posture of kindness. You know, we could sit all day and talk about there's so many, so many great stories in the Bible about kindness. But one that pops into my mind, Chica, is the story of Jesus healing the leper. And, and so just some historical context, a lot of our listeners will know this, but some may not. In, in those days, lepers had to hold themselves apart from the community. They actually had to wear a sign that said, I'm unclean. They had to say that to people. If people were getting near them, they'd have to say, don't come near me. I'm, I'm unclean. If, if you came into contact with one, you became unclean and you would get outcasted. It's a really big deal to stay away from a leper and lepers were outcasts. And Jesus and his, his gang encounter a leper. And he does talk about kindness. So, so, so what do we know about this leper? Nobody has touched this man. Nobody's been near this man. So he's been ostracized, which we all know the science of that is terrible for humans. You know, babies die without touch, right? There's so much great science. And, and he says to, and first of all, the Bible says that Jesus looks upon him. You know, a lot of translations say a lot of things with mercy, with this, with that. It all comes down to Jesus looks at him and he's super angry at the illness. He's so mad at, at, at the man's leprosy. And the man says to Jesus, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. And then here's where the unbelievable act of mercy Ergo, kindness comes in. Jesus says, I am willing, and then he touches him in front of everybody. So Jesus, a rabbi, a Jewish holy man who's supposed to know the rules, violates them all, violates every single one of them. And it's so kind, Chica, because he touches the man. The man has not been touched. He heals the man. He loves the man. He brings the man back into community. It's so unbelievably kind. And it is so, it is so Jesus. Something that you said there for me, Jay, is this idea of Jesus was a religious man and therefore there's quote unquote, air quotes, etiquette around or rules around things that he should do. And I, and I ask our listeners to check in for a second socially. How many social rules or norms, earthly norms and rules do we follow day to day? We should do this. We shouldn't do that. There's a lot of should floating everywhere in this world. 
And so when I when I think of what you just said with kindness, Jesus had kindness in him because Jesus, God, is kind to himself. And so an action for me this week is maybe before I can be kind to one another, I've also got to be kind of kind to myself. Is that the self-talk? Is that the self-care? One of the first ways we can be kind to ourselves is to stay in relationship with Jesus and talk to him all day long. Because then all those other things will take care of themselves. Because if you're talking with Jesus all day and you're really listening for his voice, you're not going to get condemnation back and you're not going to get these things back. And so that can be a, a tremendous act of kindness to yourself is just to stay in community with God. And one of the other things you said that I think is so important, you know, social norms are important. Etiquette is important. There's a place for all of those things. But what I love about the fruit of the spirit, what I love about how Jesus demonstrated it is he never, ever let a social norm get in the way of him loving somebody who needed to be loved. And so, you know, when it came down to it, one of the social norms was, quote unquote, you don't work on a Sunday, Mm. which, you know, then Jesus is in a synagogue and a guy comes in with a messed up hand and Jesus heals him and they go crazy. They're so angry. And Jesus calls him out for the hypocrisy. He's like, hey, listen, come on, man. You feed your animals on Sunday. If one of them fell in a hole, you'd get it out. Like, let's, let's, let's talk about what work really means. But honestly, you don't think I should heal this guy on a Sunday? That is also kind. Like, he called them out with kindness. And I think that that sometimes when we think of niceties or being kind, it's this rainbow and unicorn kind of land of, oh, everything's fine and positive thinking. But what you just brought up there was the other side of kind, which is I love you enough to tell you in kindness that you're not going down the right path. Yeah, Jesus is trying to help everybody. And when I say on a Sunday, I'm obviously using current context. You know, I understand the Sabbath was not on Sunday in the Jewish religion, but Jesus is doing so many things that are kind. He heals the man, incredible kindness, incredible act of mercy. He 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 lovingly, although he's 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 you know a little angry, but righteously angry, he corrects the Pharisees, right? Hey, it's okay to take care of people, to heal on Sabbath. It, he's so kind because he's taking care of everybody in the moment. He is showing mercy and humbly serving all these different people. And to your point, Shika, he's doing it in the right kind way, right? Sometimes kindness is a correction. Sometimes kindness is an act of mercy. Sometimes kindness is a healing. Sometimes kindness is this or that. You know, it's a verb, so it doesn't look the same everywhere. But you're exactly right. He didn't let social norms get in the way, and, and, and he delivered the kindness the people needed. Well, so this is a deep, even though it may feel light, it's, it's actually quite a deep topic, this, this kindness, Jay. So when we think of action, action for our listeners right now, what you thinking? Always we want to invite you as you're led into the different actions that Chica and I toss out at the end of these podcasts. On kindness, I think what could be a good action this week, and I would invite those that are willing and feel led by the Spirit, look for an opportunity every day, maybe just one, to to perform an act of kindness that would be out of the norm for you. Kindness as a verb, not waving high, although maybe for you that is actually a big step and that's okay. But I think if you ask Jesus, hey, Jesus, show me someone today I can be kind to. He will, he will, because he's always about his business in the world, which is loving his children. And he loves all of us. He loves the bum who's stationed outside the store, smoking a cigarette, drinking a beer that you're you we might feel condemning towards he loves everybody and he may he may move on you to act in a way that you're like oh i don't want to do that jesus that well that that's a big part too jay we have to be open right and so you've got to be listening for the nudge 
Yeah, and if my wife was here, she would tell you if if you get a nudge and you and your first reaction is no way, that's actually probably the right nudge. That's probably the Holy Spirit, and you probably should lean in there. And so we would just invite you as you feel led. Look for opportunities this week to practice kindness in the way that Jesus practiced kindness, being merciful to someone or humbly serving someone, something that would be totally out of the norm for you. And ask the Lord. You don't have to force it. I I, I wouldn't force it. I, I would I would ask Jesus. Show me Jesus. If you feel led, show me Jesus. And he will. I promise if you ask, the Holy Spirit will nudge you. And I also promise it may be something uncomfortable. It could be something so small that you're like, oh, okay. And you just don't understand the impact on the other side of your act of kindness. Dear Heavenly Father, we know that the experience of kindness is relational. And it's through kindness that our human kinship becomes obvious. And so, Lord, when we ask this week that maybe you just humble us, knowing that the cousin of kindness is humility and that humility is the soil in which we share all of humankind. So, Lord, as we walk into this week, please provide us opportunity to be kind to other people in ways that we may have never seen before. Lord, we love you. Thank you for this podcast. Thank you for covering this podcast. And thank you for all of our listeners. And we ask that you cover them as they move into this week. We say this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And once again, listeners, we are loving the input we're getting from a number of you from around the world. So if you've got any ideas about things you'd like to hear and or if you just want to provide some feedback on what you're experiencing during the Rediscovering Biblical Manhood podcast, send it our way. It's in the show notes. Have a great week.